Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the audio commentary for seminar episode 72. Uh, my name is Paul Brueggemann, and I directed this thing. And with me, I have Lyndon Bell. Hello, hello! And Morgan Sewell. Absolute pleasure to be here. How you guys doing? We are it's doing a- great. Good. California. California. Nice. Um, so we pretty much, we, we are picking up where we left off last episode, where the uh, the unnamed biped picks up the student and uh, runs away with it. And now the student is just trying to trying to come back and uh, re- restore his power. And, uh, yeah, this uh, is Dan Foster as the student. And I uh, do the little noises as the as the biped in the background. And right away, we're moving right into uh, the OS Diaries. Oh yeah! And this theme, <laughs> this theme is from Kevin McLeod. But I was trying to find something that would sound a little bit more like the Office intro. Um, it didn't work out as well, but it still gave kind of a um, the intro that I wanted. You know what it sounded to me like? It sounded like those '90s Office uh, support tapes, like. Oh right. This is right. how, yeah. This is how we work as a team. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that, that works. That works too. Learn Windows ninety five on yeah. your DHS. <laughs> wow, I'm computing. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, just off the bat, I want to introduce the cast. Um, I I've never, I don't think I've cast these people uh, in a short before. This is Alexander Danner as Alan, and uh, Rachel Wallace has been in it before, but she plays Stacy. And Russell Gold as Donald. And later on, we'll have Rebecca Thomas as Riley. Uh, um, yeah, I was actually talking to Alexander Danner by chance. Um, he works on the Greater Boston podcast. Okay. And I had no idea he had been cast in this. And I was just talking to him about, oh, yeah, I work on this anthology show called Seminar. And he's like, hey, I'll audition for that. He's, he's like, I got cast as Alan. And I'm like, no way! <laughs> That's awesome. So I was... So I was pretty excited to hear him in it. That's pretty cool. Um, so do you want to talk about just where this came from? Um. So yeah. Uh, fun fact, I have never watched The Office ever. I've never seen a whole episode of it. Um, so, so this was not based on The Office. Uh, this was just based on like people I've known in life. And, and so... Sometimes a story just hits you, and and then you go back to these personalities you've met in your life, and you're like, yeah, that would work as a good character. Um, so yeah, uh, Alan is one of the worst people in the world, <laughs> <laughs> and and he was so much fun to write. Alexander Danner, however, is not the worst person in the world. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> And I should say, uh, Stacy and Donald were a ton of fun to write, too. Uh-huh. Um, just trying to find the right kind of personalities to balance Alan. Because, I, I mean, Alan is the ultimate narcissist. He, he, he just commands everything. Sure. And so it's very diff- it was very difficult to find the right personalities to balance him. But mm. I, I think we did it. Yeah, well, you yeah. found something there because i thought you might have based him on uh people i work with so <laughs> <laughs> hey we'll run with that awesome 
Um, so why why the the documentary um, type? Why why did you um, decide to to use that format? Um, I wasn't going to originally. I was just going to do it like a straight story. And um, a writing friend of mine suggested that I should do it at, kind of as a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, yeah, that'll work. And so I went ahead and did it, and voila. How much did that change the story, if at all? Uh, not really at all. Oh, okay. uh, it, it changed some of the jokes and the way that they're delivered. Sure. Uh, but that was about it. That was about it. Awesome. There, there's something Shakespearean about it. It almost feels like the, you know, the way a character on Shakespeare can turn to the audience and address them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they're yeah, little that's... short, short um, quips that they just you know fire off at the camera in their interview sessions. Mm-hmm. No, I mean there, there's there's little things in in the script that I, I just love, and you miss it if you blink. Like uh, Jolene the goldfish, right? And uh, the, co- the coffee pot spilling down his chest. Else <laughs> was my I think might have been my favorite. I uh, yep. I was going to say that. And, and that was a total ad lib also. Uh, that wasn't even yep. in the script. Yeah, that wasn't in the script. It was. He did quite a bit of that too, uh, especially towards the end um, when he's talking about <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> so uh, the, the thing with Donald and the battle axe, um, originally my thing with Donald was that he makes bad metaphors and comparisons and jeffrey was like Mm -hmm. i think maybe we need to go for a little bit less of that and and go for um maybe he says silly stuff every now and then so that's how we get him interjecting like a foreign word every now and then yeah okay yeah that's that's definitely something that stuck out to me too from him Also, Stacy uh, with the southern accent um, was was a nice touch I liked, uh, just because I have mm-hmm. a southern accent. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I mean I recognize Rachel Wallace as that's Jason's wife, right? Right. Jason Wallace's wife. I don't know if I've cast her personally, but I think she's been in something from Pendant. I know that she's probably been in Shakespeare, right? Uh, yeah, she's been in Shakespeare, and she's been in a few things in Seminar. Um, oh, okay. Probably under her maiden name, Rachel Rimke. Okay. Gotcha. Or actually not... Well, I don't know. It was what her name was before Rachel Wallace. <laughs> she, gotcha. she, would, she would know the whole story about that. <laughs> Yeah, if it, if she has been in seminar, I don't think I've cast her, but or maybe I did. Who knows? As soon as this uh, commentary comes out, she's going to be letting us know on Twitter. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Rachel lets us this... know. I love that. Give me coffee. I know it's so great. <laughs> that's my that's my everyday life. <laughs> also, I love the no 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 no. Yeah, yep. 
<laughs> my wife my wife has a shirt that says but first coffee brilliant <laughs> i have a sign on my desk that says coffee never ask silly questions coffee understand uh. <laughs> <laughs> look it's just the truth <laughs> oh for sure So, Landon, the world of computers and coding, is that a, a real world to you, or is this uh, extrapolation? Uh, kind of extrapolation. Um, I, I don't actually work in this world, um, like, as a profession, but I know computers a lot, so um, I, I like delving into that as a story. Right. I like that line, Alan Under Pressure. Could be a great album. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to hear it now. I want Alan under pressure. <laughs> You're sure we've every I think, uh, and I'm double checking. Um, I think that. Um, oh no, I'm right. I'm wrong. I was going to say that Alexander Danner did um, worked in computers or something like that, but. Um, I think that was someone else. Oh, it was uh, Russell Gold. Russell Gold works in uh, this field, so he was he was pretty excited. Oh, nice! To be cast in this. That's great. I'm sure he was probably groaning at some of the stuff. It's like, oh, this is such an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, stories like this often are, so you can't really be ex- uh, be uh, surprised very much. Yeah, and I intended it to be an exaggeration. Uh, when you have a character like Alan, who is just mm-hmm. so self-obsessed, yeah, it, it's you, you've got some exaggeration going on just from the character sure. alone. <laughs> yeah, it's such a uh, like a ridiculous uh, side of the spectrum that you just you know you get you get that wacky side. Mm-hmm. So actually, one of the hardest parts of this script was figuring out what Allen Soft OS was. Um, because, like, how do you describe something that doesn't exist to people without hmm. it sounding hokey? Sure. Um, so I, I basically just settled on it's a cloud operating system, something that doesn't exist really, and you know they're trying to make a field for it. Right. Oh, I just found the email from Russell. It said, as a computer programmer myself, this really hit home. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm glad for that. And I'm glad you enjoyed it, Russell. Yes. Yes, yes. So, Morgan, as you can see, sometimes we just don't know what to say. And thus uh, begins the awkward silence between (laughs) between talking. I think we have more of that on Shakespeare, actually. <laughs> so the the swapping of the PSU, uh, uh, doing some up. He he originally swapped the PSU for his Minecraft server. Um, oh, and and Jeffrey was like, it needs, it needs to be something less hokey. <laughs> so we went with torrent server. Oh yeah, that that makes a lot more sense too. 
It does. But at the time when I wrote it, I was just thinking, Alan is so dumb. He would be the kind of person that would take a power supply unit for a Minecraft server. Or downloading movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's ultimately why we went with the torrent server, because, you know, he's also dumb enough to do that. Although, if he's so dumb, how does he know how to do that in the first place? <laughs> well, I mean, he is knowledgeable. He's knowledgeable enough okay, to start a, a company. That's true. That's true. But have you seen how to succeed in business without really trying? <laughs> <laughs> true. This clock will get you a long way. <laughs> Yep, yep, and you play it the company way, my friends. Oh, now I can't hear it. Oh, there we go. Oh, this. <laughs> when he's in the jail cell, I believe every word I say. is. <laughs> this is one of the best lines that he delivered, I think. Yeah, and that wasn't even in the script. But like, I believe every right. word I say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a great touch, and and it was a, a brilliant bookend. I think. Uh huh. Yep. Awesome, man. That was awesome. Thanks for thanks for writing in again. Oh, you're welcome. It was fun to write. And more fun to hear. Now we go back. The fun to hear, yes. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're back into the uh, alien cave as it says in the script here. Um, the biped is now, you know, trying to see what this computer thing is. And for some reason, it says on the uh, in the sound effects queue um, that there's a terrible grinding noise. And then um, it breaks down and comes back up uh, a little bit. A little bit um, better uh, restoration, you know, twenty percent and rising and stuff. Um, but I, I like the way that Cat is kind of progressing the story while simultaneously integrating the the scripts that she gets in, because she gets the, your guys' scripts and then she writes around it while also progressing the story behind the scripts. It's very complicated and i could never do it yeah i was actually i was gonna add that i uh i really liked the mysteriousness she's integrating in these scripts yep yep i started listening to seminars out of order but based on uh which uh short titles appealed to me and i didn't realize oh okay sophisticated the bumper stories uh were when you look yep. them in order <laughs> yep and actually um when i took over as director colin had um gone through and took all of the rapper scripts or all of the rapper parts of the seminar episodes and put them all in linear um, sequence and so it was a little easier to understand too because when you got these stories um, within the story it's kind of hard to keep track of the of the um, behind the scenes stuff um, but he took all of the rapper stuff and put them put them in order and it made it a little more interesting and then um this is still dan foster as the student i just i lowered his voice for the the split personality and then just so you know who's talking i put um a little little beep or or little spurt of sound 
just so you know they're switching switching personalities. Um, and now, Morgan, we're moving into the last stand of the battler. Wow. <laughs> Amazing to hear it. So, uh, so explain to, uh, just give us a little background about it. Uh, well, um, well, uh, I'm from Southern California, and my mama would always tell me stories about how her family had the first TV on the block in the 50s. And everybody would come over to watch wrestling from the, uh, from the Olympic Auditorium. Every week, like, they would, the neighborhood would come in, they'd pile out on the patio to stare over each other and see the wrestling on the TV. Wow. So a 1950s, 60s wrestling from us, L.A. has always been very cool to me. Uh, yeah. This is partly, uh, this is inspired by true events in the loosest sense of, of the characters and some of the things. Uh, sure. It's, it's uh, well, wrestling used to be territorial. Every, like, region had their own wrestling. There were Carolinas and Californias and Texases and things. And California's okay. kind of fallen, their history has kind of fallen to the wayside. Um, and I, at first, this story started as much longer. I wanted to write a whole play about real California wrestling. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't very good. And um, I tried to shorten it into something, and, and, and I could not uh, be grateful enough to Jeff Bridges uh, for helping me uh, focus it into this, I think, a, a delightful little story here. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be what it is without, without Jeffrey's tutorial uh, mm. advice. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. <laughs> um, I just want to give some some credits here. Um, this is Dave Morgan as as the battler, and uh, Cassie M. I think her name is as uh, as Merle. They nail it. They're wonderful. Yeah, they they. I mean, Dave always comes through, gives a solid performance. But I I think that um, Merle is a is a newcomer as well. The uh, mask made out of the bra is actually directly from the uh, autobiography of the pro wrestler, the destroyer, Dick Bayer, who was wow. loosely, loosely the inspiration for that. Nice. Sure. Now, when, when I uh, first learned that Dave was in this, I was like, yeah, Dave would love to be in a wrestling short because he's... Oh, and he was... He was very grateful, and he loved he loved playing a wrestler because he's he's really into that. He shot me a uh, I believe the day he got cast, he shot a tweet on Twitter of a picture of a of a mass wrestler, and he'd all thank uh-huh. the opportunity. So, <laughs> yep. And then isn't he part of your show as well? Table round? No. Yeah. Oh, he's not. Okay. What? Oh, uh, Carissa. It's Carissa M, not Cassie. Sorry. There's a spot. Sorry, Carissa. Go ahead. All night. He's nervous. By next week, he'll be in charge. He needs to learn to trust. Morgan, you still there? Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. What were we going to say? I was saying, Dave, Morgan, there's a spot available for you on Table Round if you ever want it. Oh, oh. <laughs> we can share at the table for you. I never had a problem doing business with anybody. Of course not, boss. Oh, and um, at the beginning, we had Alexander Danner as the radio announcer. Oh, he nailed it. Um, perfect. Yeah, and he did a great... And you can't tell, you know, that he was he was Alan in the first the first short. I'm going to have to ask him uh, next time I talk to him if that's his actual accent, like like the Bostonian uh, accent. I remember that. 
the fast talking 1950s 1960s radio announcer yeah because because i know that he's uh he's from boston um just because of the okay. podcast so so i'd be curious to know if that that's uh his actual accent uh-huh the part in the opening where it's all no one under 16 admitted that's straight off the posters from uh from the olympic auditorium of that era oh that's awesome nice Yeah, the whole story about the first uh, the first black champion here is also also based on truth. Wow. California had the first uh, black world champion. Wow, he, that's awesome. He went titled three days before Martin Luther King gave the I Have a Dream speech. Nice. The actual man. That's awesome. I've never really been a wrestling fan, but but just, just sports histories like that, I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm learning about it. Too blonde. <laughs> keep hearing St. John, and I keep thinking of, uh, what's his name? John St. John, the voice actor. Voice actor who plays uh, Duke Nukem. <laughs> oh. I'm here to wrestle and chew bubblegum. And a ball out of gum. Too many teeth. That's something my grandpa used to say about men he didn't like. I, I never knew, quite knew what it meant, but <laughs> just means he hasn't gotten beat up as much as he should. Oh. <laughs> so we've got um, Keith Morrison coming in as Saint John, as well as Richard Casto as Wayland. Oh, we just oh. Uh, we just cast Keith on uh, Shakespeare, actually. Well, there you go. He's making his way around. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, he's got he's got a good voice. And I'm sorry, who played Wayland? You just said uh, Richard Casto. Oh, he's uh, he's been with us for a long time. Oh, Wayland is so delightfully uh, dislikable instantly. I I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Richard's a champ. He can play anything. And the the um, the announcer just there. Uh, I went on um, YouTube and I looked up some 1960s um, things. Um, what do you call them? Uh, commentators. Okay. And see what they sounded like. Oh, cool. Yeah, wrestling history is full of uh, of guys with money who think they can understand the business, buying their way in and then destroying uh, destroying <laughs> the company. Sure. So Wayland is an ex-fighter, or what is he? He's just a money man. Oh, okay, gotcha. He's just, uh, you know, sort of guys who think they can promote the Harlem Globetrotters, so they buy a wrestling company, and two years later, everybody's out of work. There's a lot of that. <laughs> it's a very strange business. I don't would never claim to understand it, except to understand that I couldn't understand it. The show, and that's all it is now, except for like UFC and stuff. But you know, WWE and all that. Yeah, WWE has bought uh, almost all other wrestling promotions, so it, mm. their history has been kind of assimilated into WWE history. 
but the California promotion never never joined with the WWE from New York. Never joined with. Oh, really? Their history kind of faded out of into nothingness, sadly. Hmm. Yeah, about the only wrestling you see that's not WWE now is uh, just like street fights. Yeah. Like, uh, like um, local promotions, like just a local group decides they're going to start a wrestling league. And... Well, I mean, you've got the MMA. True, that's true. How come you're selling him the territory? Yeah, we have a we have a local promotion out here in Indio, California. You know, 30, 40 people in the audience. It's nice. Seems every weekend he's a little more Yeah, the original piece was very maudlin. It was very uh, nostalgic, very like old, mm. and and Jeffrey really helped me tighten tighten that up into uh, into this tale. This is uh, quite the monologue for for Dave. <laughs> I don't know if he's read so much in his life. <laughs> And I'm. I just want to compliment on. on uh, typically, we asked for two to three takes for, for each line. Uh, he he gave me two to three takes of each of these monologues. Oh. Just want to give a shout out and say thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the forty five minutes worth of audio. <laughs> Print that out. That was some pretty big blocks of text on the page. I had some second thoughts, but I'm I'm glad to see uh-huh. nailed it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he will, you know. He's got it done. Yeah. Uh, any, anytime Dave reads us a big monologue on Shakespeare, he always does a very good job. Mm-hmm. Well, what a twist. <laughs> Now it never happened today, but that occasionally happened back then, where one guy would decide he didn't like the uh, the fixed finish, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Just a shout out, Merle, grandmother's sound. name. Aw, that's awesome. I love that. That's really cool. They would never go see wrestling. Wrestling was low class. They were very class conscious. They would watch it on the television every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's still laying there. <laughs> Too many teeth. I love that. Whenever, when he when he mentioned the, you saw him trying to take my mask off. I meant I I listened. I uh, well, sorry. I uh, imagine in Nacho Libre when when Jack Black was fighting the that dude and he was trying to get his mask off. And Chancho's watching the television and he's like, No, Ignacio. <laughs> Nacho Libre based on a true story too. Is it really true story? A guy yeah. named Tormenta. He was a he was a monk and he did that to feed the orphans. Wow. Probably not quite as wacky, but. <laughs> Wow, I never knew that. That, that makes that movie a little bit better. <laughs> well, it needs all the help it can get. 
Right. It, yep. That's what I mean. <laughs> well, if we wrap up here, I wanted to say it's just such a pleasure to uh, get to uh, play in the in the uh, indent pool. <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Uh, I, my first introduction to modern audio drama was the was the earliest pendant stuff, and it's just you guys are the gold standard in my in my humble opinion. Oh well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Now, one one thing one thing I wanted to add, um, even though this isn't my short, is um, I I like how with Morgan's writing, he has like a a really good flair for the historic accuracy and things mm. uh, because that's pretty much what the table round is and that's a lot of what this is too so I think it's a very nice touch yeah and it, it adds some variety to seminar um, adds some I mean not necessarily realism but it, it adds to um, the accuracy like you said Landon um, of of the short it balances out whatever my relatable. short was <laughs> Yours was hysterical. <laughs> I love these. This bookend. You've got the radio announcer at the beginning and the end, and uh, it just really adds to the like a radio type thing. Like it's closing out the the radio spot on a radio show. I hadn't even thought of that on a radio show. Roller Derby Night. <laughs> That's a lot. That was a lot of fun. I like that. Well, thank you, and thank you for directing it. It was such a such a joy to hear. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you're welcome back anytime. We're always accepting scripts, and I think seventy six is looking for some too. If you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> I'm a school. I got I got two weeks off to get behind the typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she ask us to play these? It's not so she could tell us what to do. She wanted us to This is a a good cliffhanger for this episode. Coming up on the uh on the end with uh, student B saying that they've got to go fight. What does that mean? I'd be very curious to listen to all of the uh, uh the bumper pieces put together chronologically. I'm sure that would make quite a show. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to see what you know if Jeffrey would be interested in posting that on, on the seminar website. But um, as it stands, it's just you know, listen by the episodes and go from there. So if you want to put them all together, <laughs> maybe after a hundred episodes, that'd be a good celebration. Oh, that would be really that would cool. be really cool. Well, well, and we're bi-monthly, so that might be a couple years. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it would still be uh, shorter than the complete Shakespeare plays that we put out. <laughs> I'm sure. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks so much for, for hanging out. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll see you, you uh, later on in some, some future episodes. Well, thank, thank you for having me, Paul. Good to meet you face-to-face, Landon. Good to meet you, and thanks for having me. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, guys. All right. Goodbye. 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 Do you see me? I don't know if we do that. Oh no, I I don't have a camera. Oh. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah. We just use audio anyway, so it's okay. Well then
Shoot, I put on pants for nothing. Is my uh, is my microphone loud enough for you guys? What? I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's fine. It... <laughs> I... Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, I've had to pee for about 45 minutes, so <laughs> I'm gonna get going. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'll let you get going.